Except it feels like it's later in the week. Is that because I did so much yesterday with the weather? Maybe. Well, the weather is a thing. Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to be nice again today, but it feels like a Thursday. (laughs) Warm throughout the area. We might set records here in La Crosse and Eau Claire 58. So not quite record breaking. I think that's 63, but still. But still. But still. But still. Everyone was out doing something yesterday, I think. Rode the Harley. Quite a while. We took the dogs uh, for a walk, and there was Did that. kids on bikes, people on Saw motorcycles, yep. people rollerblading. There was runners. There was pe- there was kids yep. at the park. There was oh, yeah. it was there was people fishing. Gopher, I am gopher. not kidding you. There was yep. fishing happening in February. Yep. February fishing. Open water fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we saw a boat out on the river the other day. I was out on the Harley, like I said, for a few hours yesterday. People at the golf course, obviously. Yeah, everything. All the things were happening, I think. More of the same today. And then all of a sudden, nosedive on Wednesday. Just for a day, though, right? Then back up? Yeah, back into the 50s on Thursday and Friday. So uh, we're going to let you know what's new on New Release Tuesday. We'll talk to Scott Robert Shaw in the newsroom for three ways and bad news, happy music. We'll get to the friggin' sports later on. Going to uh, talk about your name. What do you know about your name? Uh, it rhymes with things. Gene. Yeah. Gene. The squirrel eating machine. Ha. 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 I didn't write it. Uh, more on that a bit later on. Okay. Also, surge pricing. You know what surge pricing is? Do I? When demand is high, yeah, things okay. cost more. Yeah. Surge pricing. Okay. Cost. It's uh, it's coming to a, a new avenue. So that surge pricing generally is reserved for Lyft and Uber and ride shares, right? If there's a ton of people at a concert, they can charge you more. Supply and demand. Right. Well, it's 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 apparently going to make its way into almost everything we do. <laughs> more on that a bit later on. We'll also get to some Daughtry in a few, and we'll talk to Scott Robertshaw next. More of your rock mornings coming up in just a bit. Scott Robert Shaw in the newsroom. Did we set a record? I don't know officially, but I think so. Oh. It definitely... I've not seen anything from the National Weather Service that confirms that, but 61 was our high temp on record yesterday, as really? of uh, feels... the start of the day yesterday. And I saw a temperature reading of at least 63 yesterday oh, afternoon. Okay. I got you. I was going to say it felt warmer than 61. So the 61 was the original yeah. threshold, and it seems like we may have gone past that. Yeah, but that's not been confirmed yet by the Weather Service. Okay. So. It felt like it, man. Uh, it sure felt like summer. Are you kidding? I was on the Harley all afternoon, man, just speeding through town. Mm. You and a few others. Right. Of course, the stupid city had to put that stupid brine down. Makes it a little slick on the roads? No, it's just bad for your, it corrodes mm. your, your pipes and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm going to have to take the hose out today. I'm going to, I'm going to, I rode again today. So uh, after, when I get home this afternoon, I'm going to hose it down and try to rinse most of that off. Because obviously not going to ride tomorrow when it's only 20. Uh, no. <laughs> 
Are we getting snow, too? Did I see that? Or some kind of precipitation tomorrow night into Thursday? Uh, my... Tonight, actually, snow is likely. Okay. Uh, there's about a 60% chance and likely to see less than half an inch. All right. And then it's... it'll be done by tomorrow morning. Well, my wife has to go to Milwaukee, I think, tomorrow after work for some kind of conference. And a friend of ours last week was saying that... Oh, you better watch out. It's supposed to snow in this end. And she's like, ah, oh, my wife's in my... And, of course, we're looking at the weather forecast. It's supposed to be in the 60s, and we're like, what, what, what are you talking, talking about? And then the one day she's got to drive across the state. Right. It's like, son of a... You know, but it uh, looks like it'll be okay. Uh, yeah. Maybe the, uh, you said half an inch? Not Here much. in La Crosse. I'm not sure what okay. they're expecting in Milwaukee, but... All right, all right. What? Uh, so the moon thing tipped over, huh? It did. Yeah. The lunar lander, and it's running out of life. Uh, they think by later this morning, uh, it will stop sending images. So we got some images, but they're kind of askew because the thing things on over. its side. Did it land that way, or did it just fall over because it uh, something shifted, or do we know? I, I don't know the answer to that question, but I, I had heard that at the time they were concerned about the landing okay. uh, because it didn't send back images uh, at, at the time that it should have landed. Gotcha. Uh, then they confirmed a landing, but it sounds like it's on its side, so it's not going to be able to soak up from its solar panels. The sunlight needed to keep it powered up. <laughs> they didn't figure that into uh, the equation no. for when they landed? Like, maybe we should put, a, on side? Yeah. put an airbag or something that can pop it back up, right, or something? Or maybe put uh, solar panels all around it so that... Mm-hmm. Was it an alien that knocked it over? <laughs> I think it was an alien, yes. Yeah. Little green man. Strong right. wind. It was just a wind. Breezy. Very breezy mm-hmm. out there in space. Well, mm-hmm. could be. All right. Xenomorph was up there on the moon. We're, we're screwed. They're coming to our towns. Oh, what else is happening? Uh, President Joe Biden is meeting with the top four leaders of Congress to press for quick action to avoid a looming government shutdown and to send emergency aid to Ukraine and Israel. Biden is hosting House Speaker Mike Johnson, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell in the Oval Office today. Parts of the government could begin scaling back services as early as Friday. Biden also wants Johnson to schedule a vote on the $95 billion national security package passed by the Senate that bolsters aid for Ukraine and Israel. Two people have been arrested in Vernon County following reports of gunfire that happened near Ontario early yesterday morning. The shots were heard at a home on Hoff Valley Road. Officers arrested a 42-year-old man and a 40-year-old woman a few hours after the shots were reported. No one was injured. A case of old hockey cards, possibly containing the game's great one, has fetched more than $3.7 million after it was discovered at a home in Canada. Heritage Auctions says the winning bidder bought the case of 16 sealed boxes of a 1979 hockey card collection that amounts to more than 10,000 cards. And the auctioneer says the case could include 25 or more of the highly coveted Wayne Gretzky rookie cards. Ah. A man in Saskatchewan had kept that case in a packed storage room for years. Dude, I saw that story yesterday and... You couldn't believe it? Well, you think at some point we're going to run out of these things, right? Because... There's a limited number produced, sure. Well, just in terms of, like, these stories about finding these treasures in Grandma's attic, right? Because eventually, like, the stuff isn't going to be that valuable. Um, People are already finding it. You know what I mean? It's not going to be that that many things that are stuck up in Grandma's attic. But I saw this yesterday, and I was like, oh, what a find. You go up there, just like Chevy Chase Mm -hmm. and Christmas Vacation. You find a big old box full of hats and mittens and some movie reels. And then all of a sudden, bam! There's a case full of hockey cards worth millions. Mm, 3.7 mil. Oh. It's like a storage worth thing. You know, they say that they think that there may be 
Wayne Gretzky rookie cards in there. That's a lot of money to spend to not be sure. Yeah, they're not obviously positive, but still, you find it. It's going to make it worth your while, right? Mm-hmm. Not to mention all the other cards that are in there. Oh, man. <laughs> it's your dream, isn't it? Well, I mean, obviously, hitting large on any kind of bet is is definitely uh, tickles my fancy, Shaw. Whether it's, you know, on a on a spooky spin or, or on a scratch card, you know, you, you, you get a scratcher at the at the quick trip and five bucks into it, you you realize you got a hundred dollars. That's nice. Sure. But boy, finding an unsealed case of hockey cards or baseball or any kind of right. collectible upstairs in grandma's attic. Yeah. Payday. Oh, mama. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff right there. And people are finding stuff in their walls now, too, right? We've had a lot of these stories where people are remodeling. A number of them, yeah. And they find old stuff. Hundred-year-old house. Yeah, old stuff in the walls. Oof. That'd be sweet, Shaw. Anything else happening? Uh, Well, there is actually um, some high school boys basketball playoffs at the begin. Playoffs? Uh, Yeah, the state tournament, uh, or the games leading up to the state tournament anyway, beginning with Central's first-round matchup at home against Sparta, a team they swept this regular season. The Riverhawks are 13-11 and as they head into the playoffs. The Spartans 4-20. Tip-off tonight at 7 p.m. Also opening tonight in Division 2, number 9, Logan. They'll be at 8th-seeded Shawano. In Division 1, 15-seeded Holman will host number 18, Apple. West. Gotcha. Tis the season. Three-way with Shaw in the newsroom. We'll get back to him in a bit. Going to let you know it's new on New Release Tuesday. Going to talk about our names. National Kahlua Day. You like Kahlua? Uh, uh, yeah. You I don't, mean, don't drink it straight, really, but we, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Versatile, right? You can use it in several different kinds of drinks. Coffee, white Russians, stuff like that. I like the blonde Russian. You know what that is? Yes. It's I more alcohol. But not Kahlua. Well, the, then, white right? Rus- the white Russian is the vodka, the Kahlua, and cream. The blonde Russian is like a Bailey's instead of cream, so mm. it's more alcohol. <laughs> uh, it's also Pokemon Day. Speaking of cards, those can be quite valuable. And Strawberry Day. Hmm. Don't know how those all go together, but... That's what today is. National Kahlua Day, Pokemon Day, and Strawberry Day. Here's Daughtry. Rock mornings. On air. Online. On the app. Badgers are at Indiana tonight. That game, 6 o'clock on Peacock. Only four games left in the regular season for Wisconsin as they get ready to move on to tournament time. Selection Sunday is two weeks from this Sunday, by the way. I know. What? Yeah. Brackets, 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 as my wife would say. Bucks are back at it tonight. They've won two in a row and four of their last six. They're at home against Charlotte tonight at 7 p.m. Trying to keep that hot streak alive after the NBA All-Star break. A bunch of coaches from college basketball calling for a ban on court storming due to safety concerns and potential legal impacts for athletes and students. A conversation about court storming escalated over the weekend after Duke star Kyle Filipowski uh, was bumped by a Wake Forest fan who spilled onto the floor following the Demon Deacons 83-79 win over the Blue Devils on Saturday. That incident unfolded weeks after a fan ran into women's basketball superstar yeah. Caitlin Clark uh-huh. after Iowa's upset loss at Ohio State. Now, you can take whatever you want from both of these incidents and, and many of other examples in the past, whether they were 
incidental contact or intentional contact, but put it in the sense that let's say it's the middle of the game and somebody runs on the court or on the field. They're getting tackled. They're going to jail. Right? I mean, you yeah. don't get to do that. If I go up on stage during a concert when the yeah, band's playing without their permission, they're going to throw my ass right out of the show. Correct. Now, I get it. It's exciting. You just won the game. You want to be out there celebrating. But the possibility of something going really wrong, especially in this day and age, right? I mean, the guy jumps up on stage with Dave Chappelle and he's got a gun knife thing. Mm -hmm. You have no idea what people are capable of when they're running out on the court. Many of them may be inebriated or drunk or whatever you want to call it or high or smoking meth. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, at least if you want to do it, at least allow for the players to get off the court. The players to get off the court and the coaches and the staff. Let them get off. And if you want to run out there and 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 the school wants to allow it, fine. Uh, there's all sorts of different suggestions out there. They're talking about taking the win away, which may be uh, one really easy way to fix this problem. I like that suggestion. So you go out there and celebrate because it's probably an upset victory, right? That's generally why you court storm. You no longer won. But if you court storm, then you forfeit that victory and it goes to the team you just beat. So it's all for naught. I like that suggestion. I got to be honest. I think that might be the best way to do it. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, you could stick a ton of security down there and try to prevent every single fan from running out there. Best of luck to you on that one. But yesterday, a bunch of college coaches and other college basketball leaders calling for a ban uh, on court storming. Hmm. We'll see what happens. Now that star players are getting hit and injured, it's going to be, a you know, they'll do something about it or they'll try to at least. Bengals have made their first decision of the offseason, placing the franchise tag on wide receiver T. Higgins. The move uh, allows the Bengals to retain him for at least one more season should the two sides fail to come to a long-term agreement before July 15th. He will uh, he will be a restricted to a one-year deal with a club worth two, uh, let's see, $21.816 million, which is the league-wide franchise tag amount for wide receivers in 2024. The deadline for teams to use the franchise or a transition tag is March 5th, so that's coming up uh, in just a couple of days. There you go. Sports on your rock mornings with Brian and Gene. We'll get back to Shaw in a few. Also some seven dust. Of course, they'll be at Rockfest this summer. Tickets and camping for Rockfest online at rock-fest.com. They're definitely one of the bands that you cannot miss at Rockfest. Yeah. Seven Dust. We'll hear from them next. Rock Mornings with Brian, Gene, and Shaw. Rock Mornings with Brian and Gene. That is Seven Dust. We'll see them this summer at Rockfest. Go to rock-fest.com. For tickets, camping, lineup, schedule, all that. All of it online at rock-fest.com. Fear the Walking Dead Season 8. Available on DVD today for new release Tuesday. Also on DVD, Wonka. Rated PG. Starring Timothy Chalamet, Keegan-Michael Key, Rowan Atkinson, Hugh Grant. Where's that out? It's, you can watch that? DVD. DVD, Okay. Uh, it may be on a streaming platform yeah. as well, but as I know right now, it's uh, okay. it's today's new release Tuesday, so that means DVDs. Got it. Uh, Migration. This is the animated duck movie. It's rated PG. Stars uh, Kamal Nanjani, Elizabeth Banks, Danny DeVito, Carol Kane, Aquafina, Keegan Michael Key. Uh, it's about a family of ducks trying to convince their overprotective father to go on the vacation of a lifetime. Shaw might have seen the commercials for that. Migration. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on DVD today, rated PG-13, it's Next Goal Wins. I, saw, I remember seeing previews for that. It looked kind of cute. Mike 
Michael Fassbender, Oscar Knightley, Will Arnett, Elizabeth Moss. Story of the infamously terrible American Samoa soccer team known for their brutal 2001 FIFA match. They lost 31 to nothing. So it's based on a true story, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm. Uh, also new on DVD today for new release Tuesday, something called Dream Scenario, rated R. This is the Nicolas Cage film with Tim Meadows and Michael Cera. A hapless family man finds his life turned upside down when millions of strangers suddenly start seeing him in their dreams. Oh, weird. When his nighttime appearances take on Ah. a nightmarish turn, he's then forced to navigate his newfound stardom. It's called Dream Scenario. How weird can we get with the Nick Cage movie, Shaw? (laughs) They've gotten weird. That's new on... New release Tuesday on television tonight. The Voice is on NBC. It's part two of the Blind Auditions. The series premiere of Shogun on FX on Hulu, a 10-episode miniseries starring Hiroyuki Hiroyuki Sonata uh, as a warlord in feudal Japan, Cosmo Jarvis as a shipwrecked British sailor who becomes a samurai. Didn't I see that movie with Tom Cruise? Right. It was called Shogun, I think. No, I think it was The Last Samurai. The Last Samurai, that's right. But the series is called Shogun. Mm -hmm. Uh, also, the streaming premiere of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is on Max today. <laughs> Apparently, it's not good. Stand-up special on Netflix, Dave Chappelle's home team, Donnell Rawlings, A New Day. So, Donnell Rawlings, who did Ashley, Ashley Larry on The Chappelle Show, has got his own new stand-up. Uh, okay. He was in the news last week. He uh, and another comedian were going at it in a comedy club. Oh. Uh, the comedian apparently had some very disparaging things to say about Dave Chappelle and Donnell. A.K.A. Ashley Larry said, uh-uh, hmm. not on my watch. Also on television tonight, Will Trent, FBI, The Rookie, FBI International, The Good Doctor, and FBI Most Wanted. Sydney Sweeney, Joe Manganiello, going to be on with Jimmy Fallon tonight. Jennifer Hudson and David Cross on with Jimmy Kimmel. Josh Brolin, going to be on with Stephen Colbert. Chance the Rapper and Margaret Qualley, going to be on with Seth Meyers. So that's what's on the boob tube, Shaw. Badgers will be on Peacock, taking on Indiana. Time they start. Six o'clock tip. Okay. Four games left in the regular season. They're at Indiana, and the Bucks, uh, of course, have won now two in a row. Yeah, coming out of the All-Star break. Four of their last six, and they're at home tonight against Charlotte. That's a 7 p.m. tip for the Bucks. When are we talking to Grant, by the way? He's uh, going to be in spring training, right? Yeah, next week he's okay. there. So our, our very own Grant Bills from the Wisco Sports Show, which you can hear in Lacrosse and in Eau Claire and around the state, basically, uh, is going to be joining us like he did from the Super Bowl. In Vegas from spring training in Arizona with the brew crew. Yeah, I think he's gets there uh, Sunday, and then he's there all, all next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. All right. So we'll uh, talk to him at some point next week. Right now, Shaw in the newsroom, what's the latest? Uh, President Joe Biden says Israel would be willing to halt its war on Hamas in Gaza during the upcoming Muslim fasting month of Ramadan if a deal is reached to release some of the hostages held by the militants. Negotiators from the U.S., Egypt, and Qatar are working on a framework deal under which Hamas would free some of the dozens of hostages it holds in exchange for the release of Palestinian prisoners and a six-week halt in fighting. During the temporary pause, negotiations would continue over the release of the remaining hostages. Biden's comments were the most detailed yet about a possible halt in fighting during the holy month. Vernon County is now charging two people in connection with a UTV accident earlier this month in which a pedestrian was hurt. 21-year-old Robert Purvis of Viroqua has just been arrested for his role in a hit and run that happened three weeks ago when the UTV hit a woman who was walking on a road. Shortly after the accident, 22-year-old Mitchell McKittrick of Westby was arrested for allegedly driving the vehicle. Both McKittrick and Purvis are expected to appear in 
Vernon County Court later today. Some homeowners on La Crosse's far south side have no sidewalks outside their houses, and they don't want one. Oh, Res- yeah, I don't. Residents from the South 28th Street area argued against a sidewalk plan before the city's Board of Public Works yesterday. Sue Temp said many years ago she wanted a sidewalk on her block, but not now. We need some yield signs in the neighborhood to make it safer before we need the sidewalks. Our kids survive walking in the street to Hingen, uh all the way through, and I think there's a bigger issue with the yield signs and let us keep our trees. There are also concerns that trees would have to be removed to install the sidewalk. City engineer Matt Gallagher responds to those worries. We always avoid trees that are on private property. We have no intention of damaging those. Mm, Where there might be one in the public right-of-way, we always work with the public, the uh, Parks and Rec Department Mm -hmm. to see whether or not the trees can be saved or whether or not we can go around them. Yes, it's true, sometimes trees come down. Oh, But luckily they're a renewable resource. They are. You can plant a new one. Uh, No action taken yet on that sidewalk Uh plan for 28th Street. I tell you what, you want to see a man versus the government, you try to come to my neighborhood and put sidewalks in on my street, we might have a problem, man. I'll be out there chaining myself to the road and doing all sorts. I'll get a, what is that, killdozer guy? I'll be the killdozer guy. You got something against sidewalks? I don't need a sidewalk. We don't have it. We don't need it. I don't want it. Nobody in the neighborhood needs it. We've got a bunch of families. They're all fine. We don't, we're good. Just walk in the street then? F you and your stupid sidewalks. You're just trying to hammer us with more fees. You gonna right, throw they, soup? Is that what you're gonna do? I'm not throwing soup. I'm 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 getting a dozer and I'm welding stuff to it. I'll figure out how to weld and then I'm gonna oh, take on the man. I saw that movie. Yeah, it didn't end well for that. That's all right. I'll make a point. I'll go down in history. I'll be the guy, the sidewalk guy. They'll make a Netflix right. documentary out of me, Shaw. And a private U.S. lunar lander is expected to stop working later today. Its mission cut short after landing sideways near the south pole of the moon. Intuitive Machines, the company that built and flew the spacecraft, said that sunlight will likely stop shining on the solar panels sometime this morning. That's two to three days short of the week or so that NASA had been counting on. Last Thursday, the lander became the first U.S. spacecraft to land on the moon in more than 50 years. And NASA says it landed within a mile of its target. It flew to the moon and stuck the landing with such grace. Odysseus has found his new home. But it did not take too long to fall right on its face. Odysseus has got news for you. Malfunction. Odysseus all the pics aside view. <laughs> tipped over there. Sean. It did tip over it a did. little bit. A little sideways. Yeah. God, the one thing we didn't even plan for. It tipped over. You got it all the way to the moon. Right. Then it tipped over. Lunar breeze, right, Shaw? <laughs> Three-way. Your rock mornings. Brian and Gene. Scott Robert Shaw in the newsroom. Bad news, happy music later on. How are we looking for that? Oh, one of my favorites. There's been another melee at a wedding reception. Oh, nice. The brother of the bride may have had a little too much to drink. Yeah, that happens. (laughs) Self-taught. No lessons. Yeah. Jesse texting in saying, Brian, I'm with you. I live on the corner of Cliffside Drive and Easter Road. I'm pretty sure you live by me. We don't need no damn sidewalks. We don't need no oh friggin' sidewalks. Yeah, this is I, it's, where you're gonna. Well, so then they can come around and they can ticket you and they, all the all the crap they love to do and make you permit you to death. And then they put the sidewalk costs on your back and your taxes. Nobody wants a stupid sidewalk. We're fine. We're fine down there. All right. 
Can we annex like the North Side tried to do years ago? Can we do that? Can we be our own sovereign nation? That island onto yourself yeah. on the sidewalks? Yeah. Okay. How about uh, okay. if somebody wants the sidewalk, ask them, then you put it in on their property. If I don't want it, then don't bother me. I don't want your stupid sidewalk, all right? Don't need it. Everybody in my neighborhood is just fine. All the kids riding around on their bikes. Oh, man. Everybody was out yesterday, Shaw. Oh, did, I know. You, did you see? Runners I mean, and cyclists. And oh, my gosh. There was so many in shorts. People out. I, I saw fishing, like open water in <laughs> a pot. Fishing. Like fishing, fishing, right. like actual fishing. More from Shaw coming up. Also, the friggin' sports daily check-ins. Get in touch with us. Visit rockmornings.com. Rock Mornings. Only on 95.7 The Rock. Rock Mornings with Brian and Gene. That, of course, Boba Flex. Bury me with my guns on. I, oh, man. What? <laughs> I dreamt about them last night, and I didn't remember that until right now. And the dream was? I, I. Sexual? We were, no, we were hanging out, and they were going to be doing a show, and oh, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, text from Jesse on the rock line says, Brian, I'm with you. I live on the corner of Cliffside Drive and Easter Road. I'm pretty sure you live by me. We don't need no damn sidewalks. I concur. Uh, Rob texted in said, how much are they going to? find people for not shoveling off the sidewalks that they put in. I said, as much as humanly possible. Telling me they're trying to encourage people to walk. Get out of here. That's not what you're doing. Trying to get more money from us. That's all you care about. Bunch of gold diggers. Doc texted in said, I'm sure everyone wants to live in Simtopia. Bacon on every table. Hashtag Simpson for mayor. (laughs) I don't want to be mayor. I also don't want sidewalks. I have them in my neighborhood, and I'm always... Con- uh, my biggest worry is that at some point, I might have to replace some of the ones in front of my house. Well, that's the point, you though. Know? That's the point. They like, put them in, and then they become your responsibility. There's some it's down- on your back when it comes to paying for that crap. It's not theirs. Like, hey, dude, you, you put it in. You fix it. There's one uh, on our route when we walk the dogs that is... they <laughs> The people that live there have spray-painted the sides of it, like hot pink or whatever, so you can see it because it's all like... yeah. Oh, yeah, they become all wonky. the roots and everything. Yep, they all, yep. It's all wonky. Doug, Doug sent me an email, said, I'll bet all of your spooky spin earnings for the month of March that the Board of Public Works will vote to install the sidewalks near Hinchin. Of course they will. Of course they will, because they don't care about the residents. People will show up and complain and bitch and moan about it, and they'll still do it, because they don't care. They don't listen. Yeah, just, me, me and Marty were just hanging out in my dream. You That's and Marty what, McCoy? Yes. Drinking Diet Coke or what? I, we were having lunch. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then they were going to play a show, and I... so weird. We'll get to some ACDC in just a couple minutes. Rock mornings, Monday to Friday, 6 to 9. Bus driver in North Carolina, Deanna Washington. Honored. After she saved 28 middle school kids from a bus that caught fire earlier this month. You got to see the bus, too. I mean, it's... It's... Yeah. It's not like, oh, a little fire broke out. No, bus on fire. Oh, my gosh. She's worked for the school district for 11 years. She's known some of the kids since they were really, really young, obviously. Uh, Well, yeah. 
and now she's being hailed as a hero for helping to save those kids. The bus is in full flames and is near trees and apartments. Kind of when I popped the brake, that's when it was like more smoke. And then that's when I'm like, okay, we got to go. My kids are on my bus. They're normally calm anyway. So they just got up. I'm like, we got to move. And they're like, okay, Ms. D, we're going out the back. Or the front, I'm like, we're going out the back because we can't go out the front. Brogdon Middle School students and staff gathering last week to thank a school bus driver for her bravery. Deanna Washington helping 28 students to safety after a school bus caught fire earlier that week. The middle school principal there, Anthony White, said, quote, Mrs. Washington is a true hero. Her instincts and quick actions saved the lives of our students. We are extremely grateful that she is part of the Brogdon family. Yeah. Students assembling in front of the school, thanking Mrs. D for her bravery, presented her with flowers and a Brogdon hero T-shirt. The principal there said, I wanted to say thank you and give you your flowers. Students clapping, cheering for her. Driven for the school system for 11 years. She said, some kids are fortunate. Their parents have cars, but all kids don't. So if we, the school buses, don't run, then they don't go to school. And they need to learn. They have to learn. (laughs) There's about her kids, man. Yeah. Took 11 Durham firefighters about 15 minutes to control the fire. It started on the bus. Uh, it sustained significant damage. Again, if you oh, see the gone. picture, that, yeah, it's not yeah. just it's just not a it's bus anymore. Yeah, they're not going to be like repairing that and putting no, it back in the no. fleet. No. no, that is a done bus. Yeah, good for her. Good for those kids. Mm. Wow, you got what? What are middle school kids? 11, 12, 13? And she's had she's been a bus driver. That basically their and whole then a fire lives. breaks out on the bus and yeah. panic, and gotta, she's trying to keep thirty kids calm. Yeah, you got to follow my. Yeah directions here. Managed to do it. Save a bunch of lives. Good for her. Rock Mornings with Brian and Gene. We will get back to Shaw in just a few. Rock Mornings with Brian, Gene, and Shaw. Scott Robert Shaw in the newsroom for another three-way this morning. You heard about uh, surge pricing. Are you familiar with this? Uh, Yeah, sure. Like for Uber rides or concert tickets or I think that's where most people think of surge pricing. Mm-hmm. You go to a concert. There's thousands of people in one area. So the demand is now yeah. high. So you can raise the prices, right? They've been doing it. What other businesses also do surge pricing, Shaw? Uh, right? Yeah, I can't think of any. I mean, they probably to- are, but... Hard to think about it, right? Mm-hmm. But they probably do. When goods and services and the and the Supply request demand. for them is, yeah, high. Wendy's is going to start doing it, apparently. What? When, when I don't know why you would announce it. I don't know why you would let everybody know that you're doing it instead of just sort of sneaking it in there. So, like, French fries are on high demand, and so they're going to cost more? Well, the what? thing with fast food, right, Shaw, you know what it's going to taste like. It's pretty much always the same. Occasionally, you might have something that's a little off, right? But for the most part, when you yeah. go and you have something you get every time, you kind of know what to expect, right? Sure. You know how long it's going to take for the most part, right? Unless the machine's down or something mm-hmm. like that, and you know what it'll cost as well. That's the beauty of fast food, right? It's all kind of... You know, you, 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 you know those things uh, yes. going into it. And, and if you go to one here or you go to one in Texas, you're probably the getting same, the same yeah. product. Yes. The CEO of Wendy's says they're planning to boost profits. <laughs> Boy, 
Thanks for letting me know. Okay. Uh, by introducing digital menu boards that will have the capacity to display dynamic pricing that fluctuates throughout the day. I will say tickets uh, on top of Ubers and Lyfts. Tickets if you're buying concert Airline tickets. Airline tickets, too. I and mean, demand is Yeah, that's true. Airline travel. tickets. Yep. That means a Baconator may cost more during busy times, like lunch, dinner, the rush there, okay. and less at 2 in the afternoon when there's not a lot of people in line. Less than the normal price or just less than the surge price? Maybe less than the normal price. Okay. So that I can... Right. Going in off time and you it, save... As long as the surge pricing is no more I highly doubt they're going to do that. I, I'm sure there's a bar that they set and then it'll only go up. And it'll come back down, but it'll stop at the bar, right? And they're not going to increase profits if they drop the price, so I can't imagine them doing that. The obvious worst part about this is you won't know what the price is until you pull up, which is extremely annoying. Yes. Even if the price changes aren't that drastic, right? Let's say it's 50 cents here, and then then you don't care. But for them, you, you total that over a year and over the entire country or world or wherever the hell the Wendy's are, it's a lot of money. Well, and my guess is you're already paying more for that sandwich in a place like New York than you are on the side of the road in Eau Claire. Yeah, but although fast food prices here have gone way up, too. Wendy's say they're also planning on implementing AI-enabled suggestive selling. Oh, great. So, Just what I need. More, did you want to... More selling. Frosty with that? I know what I want. I'm here. All right? Am I drunk? Then, yes, you can suggestive sell me. <laughs> you got me. Fries. Yes, I'll take a large fry. Changes aren't happening right away. They're hoping to get the new menu boards out by early next year so they be, uh, can begin experimenting with it. Where's the beef? The beef's in there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much it's going to cost. I wonder. It's a mystery. Well, and nowadays with all these app-based things, you know, with, with re- uh, fast food restaurants especially you where they want you to order on, on the app, app and order ahead and all that uh-huh. stuff, I wonder if that's going to change, you know, based on will the price be the same as do you lock it in? Because let's say I, I order on the app 20 minutes before I go there, mm-hmm. and in 20 minutes, the surge pricing goes up. Am I now going to, like, pay a different price? No, I would hope not. Or am I, I going to get the price that was promised me on the app when I made the order? Yes, I hope. Not a fan of this, Shaw. No, I fan agree. Of it. You like to know what the price is? Yes. We're letting them get away with it, man. We got to revolt. <laughs> We have to. We have to revolt against these things, Or just skip that cheeseburger. Or they're just going to keep doing it to us. Mm. Across the board. It's like Ticketmaster, right? People get mad at Ticketmaster. It's like, what are you doing? You're still buying the tickets. What do you, you know what I mean? If you really cared, you would say, no, I'm not buying the tickets. I'm not going. Now, you may not make a difference as one person. Well, but the obviously, government's looking into that one, so. Which is, change. yeah. Well, there's a lot of money to be made in government pockets. I, I highly doubt they're going to find anything. Somebody's got their hand in somebody's pocket shop, putting a couple hondos in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry about what Ticketmaster's doing. Here you go. This is for you. Tell all your friends. Yeah, I, I feel like consumers need to know the price of what they might be paying, Sean, that you can't get yeah, there and wonder. Come on, we need to know what the cost. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean an aspirin's $24? Right. Freeway now with Shaw in the newsroom. What else is happening? Well, we're learning more about a missing Wisconsin toddler and two people who are now facing formal charges in that case. Three-year-old Elijah View of Two Rivers disappeared a week ago, and his mother and a man she was in a relationship with are now facing charges of child neglect in connection with the boy's disappearance. His mother, Katrina Bauer, says she sent Elijah to the home of Jesse Vang for disciplinary purposes. She wanted him to stay there for two weeks so Vang could help her son, a three-year-old, be a man. 
Fang says he a had made the yes. yeah, had made right. the child it's, stand in one gross. place for hours at a time and also made him take cold showers. Fang says he had taken a nap last Tuesday and when he woke up, Elijah was gone. The search continues for the missing boy. License to fish. Yeah, that's mm. just permit gross. to put a sandwich board out on the sidewalk. Right. Yeah. And any old mm-hmm. a-hole out there could just give life and then do that to them. Mm-hmm. A three-year-old. So they're in custody and the boy is still missing, is That's that right? That's correct. Okay. Yes. And apparently they're searching a Calumet County landfill. Uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump are marching toward their respective presidential nominations, but Michigan's primary today could reveal significant political perils for both of them. Trump faces a block of stubbornly persistent voters who favor his lone remaining rival, Nikki Haley. Biden is confronting an energized movement of disillusioned voters upset with his handling of the war in Gaza. Michigan is the last major primary state before Super Tuesday and a critical swing state in November's general election. Residents of one small Minnesota town were were asked to go without water as firefighters from 17 departments battled a huge blaze that destroyed a grain elevator. Oof. School also was canceled in Hawley, Minnesota for the lack of spare water. The fire was reported late Sunday and it took about eight hours to extinguish. The cause isn't yet known. A fire marshal arrived yesterday in the town of about 2,200 people as a backhoe tore down the rest of the structure and firefighters sprayed down the smoldering remains. Much of this winter has felt more like spring in the Midwest. We're getting reports of people golfing throughout Wisconsin and outdoor food trucks doing February business in Minnesota. But the Uh, National Weather Service says winter will make a quick return tonight and tomorrow with possible wind chills below zero in La Crosse overnight. There's a 60% chance of seeing snow in La Crosse tonight. The snow may only amount to less than a half an inch. Uh, The high tomorrow is expected to be only in the mid-20s, but then back up near 50 again on Thursday. And it's quite unusual to be warning about fire dangers in February, but the fire danger is considered high in much of Wisconsin due to the warm weather, the lack of snow, and high winds. The DNR is asking people to avoid burning outdoors. They say they responded to 15 wildfires statewide over the weekend that burned about 30 acres. And burning restrictions can change daily, so the DNR asks you to check with local officials before starting a fire. On that weather that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. they're saying that, um, you know, as the temperatures drop, the snow is going to happen tonight, Shaw, and initially that will melt but then as the cold temperatures come, so underneath that light snow up to an inch, depending on where you're listening tomorrow morning, will be ice. So that will make surfaces very slick and and, and uh, tomorrow morning might be the early morning commute tomorrow right. might be sketchy. Well, we'll be here to let you know. Thank you, Shaw. More from him in just a bit. Also going to get to sports after Soundgarden. Rock mornings on 95.7 The Rock. Rock Mornings with Brian and Gene. That, of course, Soundgarden with Black Hole Sun. Rest in peace, Chris Cornell. Bucks at it again tonight. They've won two in a row. Four of the last six. They're at home against Charlotte, 7 p.m. tip. Also in action, the Badger men's basketball team. That's a 6 p.m. tip in Indiana. You can watch that game on Peacock. Only four games left in the regular season for the Badgers before tournament time. Yep, that's March right. Madness. It's two Sunday. It's uh, two weeks from this Sunday. Is uh, selection Sunday? Yep. Yeah. Yep. A bunch of college basketball leaders and coaches calling for a ban on court storming in college basketball due to safety concerns and potential legal impacts for athletes and students. You know, the other thing, too, is that we don't think about it this way anymore, uh, is that 
These kids are all now millionaires. You know what I mean? Maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. There's They're, a lot ta- of money on the line here. Well, the NIL deals are, are real. It's real yes. hardcore money. And if somebody goes out there and injures this guy who's making, you know, getting a free ride at oh, school and making millions of another franchise or something well, like that. Well, just in terms of like, you know, his earning potential, you know, now you're out there messing with, you know, again, it's it's no different in my opinion than running out on the field when the game's happening. If the players are still out there, dude, you don't belong out there. Plain and simple. You got no business being on the field. So, I get it. It's exciting. I sound like the old guy. That's fine. I don't mind that. I am the old guy. But again, there's just way too much money out there on the court now and way too many legal impact. You know, I mean, what do you do? So they're going to figure something out, though. Legendary pro football columnist Peter King announcing his retirement from full-time writing. Peter King breaking the news to his readers in his weekly football morning in America column for NBC Sports, calling himself the, quote, luckiest man on the face of the earth. 44 years as a sports writer covering the last 40 Super Bowls and writing his weekly column, which originally called, uh, which was originally called Monday Morning Quarterback when it began at Sports Illustrated. Uh, done that for the last 27 years. In his farewell column, he listed several factors that led to his decision to retire. Among them is declining interest in the day-to-day news cycle, a desire to try something new, his unsuccessful attempts to scale back the scope of his 10,000-word columns, and also a need to spend more time with his family. And sad news out of the world of wrestling is one of the original members of the Four Horsemen passing away. Ole Anderson. Dead at the age of 81. Ricky Morton, another wrestler, wrote on his Instagram account, Rest in paradise, Ole Anderson. You taught me so much in professional wrestling. You were as tough as nails. You will be missed, my friend. Mm. Ole Anderson, real name, Alan Robert Rogowski, 81 years old, following his wrestling career, worked as a booker for Georgia Championship Wrestling and Jim Crockett Promotions, notably beefing with Vince McMahon over the takeover of GCW back in 1984. Ole Anderson, dead at the age of 81. Rock Mornings with Brian and Gene. Got uh, some mammoth coming up also. Going to talk about your name, Gene. My name, Gene? My name, Brian. Okay. Shaw's name, Scott. Names in general. Names. Yep. We'll do that in just a bit. Rock Mornings with Brian, Gene, and Shaw. My daughter told me the name Ashley or Amanda or my name is Amber are old people names, and I never thought about it this way, but she's like, yeah, my teacher's names are Miss Erica, Miss Samantha, whereas young people names like my daughter is Scarlett, there's Charlotte's, there's Olivia, there's Penelope's, there's Isabella's, there's Bella's, there's Ella's. Those are young people names. For me, Ashley is always going to be like my friend from elementary, so it just seems like a kid name to me, but it's not. Ashley, Amanda. Amanda, Amber, all of these names are basically the new Margaret or Barbara. So we have old people names? <laughs> is that the is that the case, Shaw? Probably. TikTok mom goes by Amber. Somewhat viral after her daughter told her that an old person's name is Amber. <laughs> Amber is an old person named Shaw. Guess I've never thought of it that way. But. The mom said it just dawned on her that names like Erica and Amanda are old people names as well. I always think of like Doris, right? Blanche, Gertrude, Gail. Yeah, but some of that stuff is Wilma. comes back too. Wilma. You know back what around? I mean? Well, yeah, it does. I mean, like Eleanor used to be a, a I would consider, you know, 
an older person's name, and that's very popular again. A lot of biblical names tend to come back, yeah. Barbara. Kind of an old lady name. Jean, is Jean an old lady name? It's just, a, there aren't a lot, but probably. It's just not a very popular name. Alfred. Scott's probably timeless, you know? So is Brian. I guess. I would think. I don't know. They're not on the list of, you know, top baby names these days. But. No. Joyce. That's not new, is it? That's old. That's Maurice. Betty, Basil, Clarence, Loretta, Ned, Percy, Thora, Winifred. Oh, Winifred is. Winifred. That's definitely old. I don't know. Yeah, but Winnie isn't. Is that's, it? That's what know. I'm saying. Some of these names if come back. If you see like, somebody named Winnie Shaw, you'd be like, boy, mm-hmm. that sounds well, old. Charlotte. I Winnie, and she'd be about 140 if she were still alive. <laughs> Charlotte. But, you know, that was a classic name 100 years ago, and now it's Elizabeth. Those kinds of things are timeless. Apparently, we have old people named Shaw. Mm-hmm. Sorry, buddy. Scott and Brian are probably. <clears throat> you got a Werther's in there? <laughs> Buttermint. Ugh. Like William, Benjamin. Those the are nice thing with names. those names is they're versatile. You can change it. You could be Will. You could be Bill. Mm-hmm. You could be Liam. Charles. You know? Samuel. Chuck. Those are. Samuel? <laughs> That's old. Yeah, but Sam isn't. There's tons of. A version of it is not old, but Samuel is definitely old. Well, it's just the formal name. I don't know. I never really Edward. I, I guess, but again, the proper name Edward, as opposed to Eddie. Eddie. Right. Your name's not short for something, is it, Gene? No. Like Jeanette or whatever. No. Okay, Shaw. Not the same no. with you. Not no. me neither. My my mom wanted to name me Liam when I was born, obviously short for William, and my dad was not having it. No. Refused to let her name. So you're going to be a Brian. I don't know how they came up with Brian, but it was just not going to be Liam. I know that much. May have shot up the hospital if she tried it. That's how nuts he was. Old name, Shaw. We got him. Sorry, buddy. That's okay. I'm old. Hannah. Hannah's. Is that a? That's a biblical name as well. That's old. So is Adam. Adam. Jack. Jack's a good. It's a solid, it's, rugged name. Any any time of year. Is I mean, it Jack or was it Jackson? His given name is Jackson. Jackson, okay. Yeah. That's in the Bible, Jackson? I don't know about that one. <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> well, you've got Grace and Ella and Henry. Yes. Henry's an old guy name. Yeah, that screams Walker with tennis balls on it. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't believe how many Henrys there are. If you go to I'm sure, school right now. It's, is that it's a family very, name, though? It's very... Is it from, like, a grandfather or something? Uh, uh, an uncle. Okay. Yeah, I, I, if I hear Henry, I'm, I'm either, I'm thinking of your kid first and foremost, and then I'm thinking, boy, that sounds like an old guy. I'm telling you, there's probably 20 Henrys in any high school right now. Old people names, Shaw. Mm-hmm. Kids, what are you going to do? Right now, three-way, what else is happening? 
Uh, we don't know yet when the bridge at Lansing will reopen after being shut down for inspection. State engineers confirm the Highway 82 bridge did show movement. The closure is forcing drivers to travel about 30 miles north or south to cross the Mississippi. Construction recently began on a new Lansing bridge, which is expected to be open in 2026. It's not clear if the old bridge will be repaired before the new bridge like opens. How movie? I don't know. I, I you know I think any movement on a bridge. Is not Sounds a good thing. Bad, Did you see the picture? No. Oh, it shifted. I mean, like, you can visibly... Like I don't several know. feet, or how much would you say it shifted? Well, I don't know. Seven feet, that's a lot. I, I mean, now you're talking... No, I said like several feet. Oh, well, if you see the picture, if it's legitimate, and it's, you know, because it's you're looking down the bridge, and you're looking at it, and you're like, is that supposed to be straight? And it's got a noticeable, like, left-hand turn. Mm. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. So people were on it when that happened, I assume? Yeah, they it felt it shaking. Mm. <laughs> No, thanks. Uh, Court documents say the man accused of firing the first shots at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rally told police he felt threatened, while a second man said he pulled the trigger because someone was shooting at him. Experts say that even though the shooting left one bystander dead and roughly two dozen people injured, 23-year-old Lindell Mays and 18-year-old Dominic Miller might have good cases for self-defense through that state's stand-your-ground law. While earlier laws allowed people to use force to protect themselves in their own homes, stand-your-ground provides even broader self-defense rights regardless of the location. New York City's Albert Einstein College of Medicine is set to go tuition-free after getting a $1 billion donation from former professor Ruth Gottesman. Gottesman announced the gift to students and faculty at the school yesterday. The news brought some in the audience to tears and others to their feet (laughs) cheering. Tuition at Einstein had been more than $59,000 per year. The 93-year-old Gottesman is the widow of Wall Street investor David Gottesman. Ruth Gottesman has been affiliated with the college for 55 years and is the chair of its board of trustees. I'm happy to share with you that starting in August this year, the Albert Einstein College of Medicine will be tuition free. Oh my gosh, what? Right? I think they like the news. Wouldn't you think you were getting punked? No. You see more of these nowadays. There's a lot of these happening. Maybe not a lot, but there's several of them happening. Your education, so. it's going to be free. Some what? old lady gets up there and starts talking about, proud to announce, you know that some good, some, you know, something's coming. I don't know if it's tuition free, but something's happening. How about that guy who's a senior this year and is just getting set to graduate? <laughs> this thing starts in September. He's like, what about me? Go back for your master's. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And a photographer tells police he was punched in the face by Taylor Swift's father in Sydney, Australia, hours after the pop star's Australian tour ended. Ben McDonald uh, said he provided police with a statement alleging that Scott Swift assaulted him after the father and daughter had just come ashore from a yacht. The veteran paparazzi said he decided to report the attack to police despite not being seriously injured. Uh, Twift, uh, Taylor Swift's representative accused members of the media of aggression during the interaction. In the face! In the face! No! <laughs> Hard to feel bad for a paparazzi. I was just right? say I know. You're over there harassing these people. Look, I, I, I get it. They're fair game. They're celebrities. But, like, your job is to do that stuff. It's to be a harassing, a menace, annoying, a nuisance. Invasive. And dad wants to throw a haymaker at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. eh, you kind of got what you deserve.
I got no beef with that. I don't either. Be glad it was him and not her bodyguard. You ever seen one of her bodyguards? Oh, yeah. Massive. Dude, these are like the dudes that you hire from overseas. They speak like 17 different languages and stuff, and they will kill you with like the one finger thing, Shaw. <laughs> I'm telling you, no, seriously, like do a little do a little perusing about Taylor Swift's like okay. per, the personal bodyguard guy. Like you hire him from like some some crazy military overseas, Shaw, where that's all they train him to do is kill people with the touch. He can be invisible. I mean, just like that. <laughs> just be glad it wasn't that guy. Taylor Swift's 90-year-old dad taking a haymaker at this guy. Oh, uh, he's 71. Not quite. Yeah, close well, come enough. on. Whatever. Uh, Mandelbaum, you know? It's like, <laughs> sorry. Hard to feel bad for you, Mr. Paparazzi, man. Uh, I agree. Three-way with Shaw. Rock Mornings. Brian and Gene will get uh, back to him in just a bit. Also going to get to our daily check-ins, bad news, happy music, the freaking sports. Lots coming up. Rock Mornings on your rock station. Rock Mornings with Brian and Gene. That is, of course, Five Finger Death Punch. Dan wanted to hear some of that. Text it in. There you go, Dan. Get in touch with us. Visit rockmornings.com. James said, man, I went to... I went old school with my kids' names, Eleanor, Marshall, and Brooks. Yeah. James, listening in Altoona, got some old school names there. Eleanor, definitely an old name. Pretty, though. Gorgeous. (laughs) Rob texted in Avis and Ethel, my two grandmothers. Uh Uh-huh. I had... My, My one grandmother was Doris. The other one was Margaret or Maggie. Classic name. Beautiful. Doris is definitely an old lady name. But see, with Maggie, I think, you know, Margaret is a beautiful name, and Maggie's gorgeous, and, and Margot and all that, but so they used to shorten it to Peg. Now when you're talking about Pegs and Peggies from Margaret, it's older. Uh, Laverne texted in, said, from what I've heard, they're not going to repair the bridge. It's shut down permanently. They're going to yeah, expedite the new one. It's supposed to be done by the end of next summer. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. Yeah, I... I they're Luke, already started on that construction. Luke texted in, said it's read my shirt day at school. His kid Sean is going in style. Sean's shirt says, I enjoy long romantic walks through Fe- uh, Fleet Farm. <laughs> <laughs> you can get lost in that place. And uh, Jake texted in, said, where'd you see the picture? And uh, I saw it on Facebook. I went and found it and sent it to him. He says, yeah, I don't think that was there before. The bridge? Yeah. Well, here, look. You can come see it. Right there. That's not supposed to be like that over there. No. <laughs> that looks like it moved a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No big surprise that thing's closed down. Uh, thanks for all the texts and emails. Find us on rockmornings.com if you want to get in touch with us. We'll get back to Shaw in just a bit. For another three-way, plus we'll get to bad news, happy music. Also got some disturbed next. More of your rock mornings coming up in just a bit. Rock mornings with Brian and Gene. That, of course, disturbed. Down with the sickness. Chelsea Clinton. How old is she? Oh, I know she's married and got a couple kids. 36. Oh. 44. Oh. <laughs> Chelsea Clinton. Okay. The drop will be made tonight, 11 p.m. 
the amount will be $50 million. $50 million? And who do you think you kidnapped, Chelsea Clinton? <laughs> She's 44. Okay. Chili from TLC. Real name Rosanda Thomas is 53 years old. You creep? Mm-mm. No? No. Don't go chasing waterfalls? I've been known to once in a while. All right. Chili from TLC, 53. Uh, Adrian Smith is 67. Guitarist for Iron Maiden. I lived alone. My mind was blank. It's the longest merch line I've ever seen. Yeah, I know. That's what you talk about. Never seen one longer. Blew my mind, and I've been to hundreds, if not thousands, of concerts in my life. Yeah. I've seen some merch lines, but that line at Rockfest that year for for Iron Maiden was just unbelievable. It was all the way up the top of the hill the entire day. From the moment they opened the door to the time Iron Maiden finished, it never dissipated. It just was a constant stream of people. It's crazy. I thought they were going to take over our radio booth. So they could I'm sell more merch. They didn't, yeah. <laughs> you get out of here. It was crazy. We need more space it was nuts, for man. shirts. Yeah, it was nuts. Never seen anything like it. Uh, Neil Sean is 70, Journey guitarist. They're going to be at what, Ashley for the Arts, right? Yeah, I think they just played. Journey's guitarist, Neil Sean. I think they might have played Madison. I had a whole bunch 70. of friends and family that were at a show last night. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. And uh, born on this day in 1940, he died two years ago in 2022. Howard Hessman. All right, Cincinnati, it is time for this town to get down. You got Johnny, Dr. Johnny Fever, and I am burning up in here. Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati. He was the teacher and head of the class. Howard Hessman, born on this day in 1940. February 27th, 1987. couple of movies in theaters right across the hall from each other. One of them was Some Kind of Wonderful. Eric Stoltz, Mary Stuart Masterson, Elias Coteus. Okay. I don't know if I know that, do I? Yeah, she was a tomboy drummer, and he was kind of a dorky art kid. His dad was Taggart from the Beverly Hills Cop okay. movies. And he wanted to take out the pretty girl at school who broke up with her boyfriend because he was kind of a dick. No? No. Some kind of wonderful? No. Bought the earrings? No. He was going to give them to her? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. All right. I don't think so. Also in theaters on this day in 1987, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part okay, 3. that one. The Dream Warriors featuring Dokken. Oh, Are you rocking like Dokken? Rocking with Dokken? Yeah, Dokken did the theme song for that. Freddie. On this day in 2003, Mr. Rogers died at the age of 74. Stomach cancer got him 21 years ago today. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. I haven't seen the movie yet. Me either. Tom Hanks, right? Yep. One of the nicest people ever on the planet. Apparently. 
2004, the movie Club Dread released from the guys that did Super Troopers, the Broken Lizard Dudes. Play Margaritaville. I love that song. Darling, I think you're referring to my song, Pina Colada Burke. No, Margaritaville. <laughs> I think you mean Pina Colada Burke. The song I wrote seven and a half years before Margaritaville was even on the map. Oh, Bill Paxton. Oh, man. I'm going to have to watch that today. Love that movie. My little Pinalope. Not saying I like it better than Super Troopers. I just, I find it very funny. Club Dread. One of their better ones. And on this day, nine years ago, 2015, Leonard Nimoy passed away at the age of 83. I have been and always shall be your friend. Oh, man. Man. Live long and prosper. Gets me every single time. Every time. Can't. Can't do it. Spock. Then they sullied his reputation by shooting his dead body into a planet and bringing him back to life in the next one. <laughs> what are you doing? Ah. Uh, there you go. Some birthdays and pop culture dates and history. Scott Robert Shaw in the newsroom coming up next. Rock mornings on air, <laughs> online, on the app. I think we've done this in the past. I vaguely remember this. But it always bears repeating because it's interesting, Shaw. What's that? So on this day in 1987, a movie called Some Kind of Wonderful appeared in theaters starring Eric Stoltz, Mary Stuart Masterson, Leah Thompson is in that, Elias Coteus. No? Craig Sheffer plays Hardy Jens, and he's going out with Leah Thompson who plays Amanda Jones. She's the hot girl in school. Eric Stoltz is the artist, oh, yeah, yeah, dork yeah, kid. Yeah, yep. okay. Right? No? Is this ringing a bell? No, I haven't seen it. Mary Stuart Masterson plays Watts, his best friend, who's a tomboy. He tries to date the hot girl after she breaks up with her super rich and powerful boyfriend. It's a, it's a tale as old as time, right? Ends up taking her to this party. Realizes he doesn't love yeah. her. He loves his best friend instead. Oh, gives her the earrings. It is the tale of all, it, all It's that. great. <laughs> Elias Coteus, he runs into him. He's kind of like the, the punk heavy metal dude in, in detention. And he runs into him and becomes good friends with him. And then they show up and they're going to kick the crap out of Hardy Jens. <laughs> it's awesome. That last scene, man, is great. And I, I don't know why we always forget this, but Dale, our friend in Prairie to Sheen, texted in and said, UWL grad and my former roommate, James McDonald was also in Some Kind of Wonderful. And he was. James McDonald. He played one of Hardy Jens' friends. Uh. I didn't know that James McDonald was an actor that went to UWL, but yeah. He's been in all sorts of stuff, including Broken Arrow, Volcano, which is the the Pierce Brosnan or the Tommy Lee Jones one. Tommy Lee Jones. Joyride with uh, Paul Walker and Steve Zahn. He was also in, uh, of course... Some kind of wonderful. Huh. Interesting. Thank you for that little tidbit of information, Thanks, Dale. Dale. i have to watch that one today, too. I can't believe you guys. It's a classic. I'm, it's a quintessential yeah. 80s movie, man.
I don't know. Maybe I saw it a long, long, long time ago. But Anyways, that came out on this day in 1987, Shaw. And then our friend Dale down in Prairie du Chien reminded us that he roomed with a UWL alum who was in the the movie as well. Very interesting. Hey, Dale, get in touch with him. I want an autograph photo. (laughs) Make that happen. (laughs) Eric Stoltz. Wasn't he going to be Marty McFly too, right? That was the case, right? He was going to be Marty McFly in mm-hmm. the Back to the Future films. I think they even shot some of the movie huh. with him as as Marty McFly before they made the switch. He was, of course, in Pulp Fiction. A bunch of other stuff. He was in The Fly Part 2, which didn't <laughs> need to be made. No. Brundle Fly. Yeah. What? Well, I was just thinking about tomorrow is movie quotes. So, Sean, oh, keep yeah. that in the forefront right. when you're I was mentioning that earlier today I might have to watch Club Dread because that came out on this day in 2004. And you like it. You think it's funny? The guys from Broken Lizard, Shaw? Club mm-hmm. Dread? Yep. Remember that one? I, I didn't see it, but I'm familiar. Okay. Also, uh, today is uh, Dream Warriors, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, and also uh, Some Kind of Wonderful. Could choose from any of those, Shaw, or could just be a toss-up. Could be something else. Mm-hmm. Never know. That's tomorrow. $30, by the way, tomorrow, Shaw. It's not the $3 million that they found in hockey cards right. in Grandma's attic, but... <laughs> wow. Right? What else is happening? Well, this time of year should be the coldest time of year in <laughs> the Midwest, but we're getting an early taste of summer with temperatures into the 60s and in some cases the 70s. The warm conditions have continued since our balmy weekend brought temperatures into the 60s in Denver, Chicago, and Des Moines. Kansas City got into the mid-70s yesterday. Chicago got to 72. That broke a record. Uh, it got to 64 officially in La Crosse yesterday. That eclipses the record for the date, previously 61 degrees. And this warm weather will just about guarantee that the typically chilly Minneapolis area will have its warmest winter on record, according to the Weather Service there. Hey, Shaw, things you don't expect to do in February, eat outside at a restaurant, go fishing, take a kayak out on the water. Ride your Harley for several hours. Ride your Harley, go golfing. Running in shorts. All the things that are happening right now. It's Mm -hmm. so weird. Uh, The mother of a three-year-old Wisconsin boy who vanished nearly a week ago, and a man her son was staying with, have been formally charged with child neglect in connection with the boy's disappearance. Elijah View was last seen February 20th at a home in Two Rivers where prosecutors said his mother had sent him to stay with the man. His mother, Katrina Bauer, was formally charged in Manitowoc County with a felony count of party to a crime of child neglect as well as two misdemeanor counts of resisting or obstructing an officer. The man Elijah had been staying with, Jesse Vang of Two Rivers, was charged with one felony count of child neglect. Both appeared in court yesterday for their initial court appearances. Bauer told police she had left Elijah with Vang on February 12th because she wanted him to teach her son to, quote, be a man. Uh, Vang called police on February 20th and reported Elijah missing, telling police he'd taken a nap that morning and had taken Elijah in the bedroom with him. But when he awoke some three hours later, he was gone. Uh, Vang told police he was in a relationship with Bauer and had been trying to help with her son's bad behaviors. He's three. Three. Yes, three years old. Bury those people under the jail. They don't belong in our society. 
Uh, the Eau Claire County Health Department says the Chippewa Valley will lose about one-third of its health care capacity when Sacred Heart and St. Joe's close in April. Public health managers shared that losing Sacred Heart or Sacred Heart will lose more than 100 hospital beds and leave many patients on Badger Care searching for a new hospital. Sacred Heart and St. Joe's are set to close in April, reportedly due to economic pressure and industry trends. When you're driving in Wisconsin, you often see people not obeying traffic signs. Turns out, Wisconsin ranks second in the country for the percentage of people involved in fatal accidents who did not obey traffic signs. Iowa tops that list with more than 7.6% of its fatal crashes involving drivers who disregarded traffic signs. Illinois ranks third and Minnesota is fourth. And Delta Airlines says it's offering a second solar eclipse flight after the first one sold out in 24 hours. The flight on April 8th, the day of the eclipse, will leave from Austin, Texas around 12.30 in the afternoon and will travel along the path of totality of the eclipse to arrive in Detroit at 4.20 p.m. The second flight will be a larger aircraft so more people can take part. They say the plane will also have larger windows to make visibility easier. Didn't they try this with with the new year and it didn't work? Remember? Yes, somebody they, was trying to get to time did, travel, right? Yeah, they just did this like three months ago when the uh, New Year. Well, was, this isn't going back in time per se. It's just following the path the, of the eclipse. You're going to rely on the airlines to do something correct? Come on, man. I'm not getting on that. And stage. why would you want to go to Detroit anyway? That too. Can we fly over that and stop somewhere else? <laughs> That's a big ass airport, by the way. Good luck getting a connecting flight. Unless you got an hour in between. It'll take it that long to get from one end to the other. Oof. Thank you, Shaw. Bad news, happy music coming up. Also, the friggin' sports after Motley Crue. Rock Mornings with Brian, Gene, and Shaw. Rock Mornings with Brian and Gene, Motley Crue. Wild side. The friggin' sports. Probably take a lot to get arrested in the middle of a professional bowling game. Like seventh frame. But when they're arresting you for child pornography, whoa, it's going to happen no matter what you're doing. A professional bowler from Ohio arrested midway through a game during the U.S. Open tournament in Indiana, extradited back to his home state where he will face a spate of charges for allegedly transactioning and child sexual abuse material. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Brandon L. Novak, taken into custody earlier this month, charged with five counts of pandering sexually oriented material involving a minor and ten counts of illegal use of a minor in nudity oriented material. The case first garnered attention by the manner in which Novak was arrested. A YouTube channel that goes by the name 11th Frame posted footage from Bowl TV of Novak in the midst of a game on February 1st at the 2024 U.S. Open at Royal Penn Woodland in Indianapolis. Novak was reportedly in the seventh frame of his second game when two agents with the U.S. Marshals Service entered the facility and placed him under arrest. Yeah, right wherever you are when they find you. That's terrible. Arrest reportedly takes place just off camera. He was handcuffed, led outside by the federal agents. Sure he was. Yeah. Investigators with the police department began looking into Novak in February of last year after a tip was sent to a detective 
on Facebook claiming that an account associated with Novak had been associated with uh. child sexual abuse material. Authorities reportedly obtained and executed a search warrant on his home during a subsequent interview with detectives. Police said that he, Novak, admitted to buying pornography from another user on the social media app Snapchat. However, Novak reportedly told the detectives that he did not know that any of the videos would contain sexual, child sexual abuse material. Currently in the Ross County Jail in Ohio, not immediately clear if he had an amount set for bonds. They're not messing scheduled, around. Scheduled to appear on March 21st for a pretrial hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there in the middle of the seventh yeah, frame. Yeah, doesn't matter where. Got his ass. Friggin' sports on your rock mornings. We've got Asking Alexandria in a couple of minutes and Bad News Happy Music coming up next. Rock mornings only on 95.7 The Rock. What do we got today, Shaw? Well, not that I would be inclined to try, but I'm pretty sure I could not outrun police. I know I couldn't outrun them if I was wearing handcuffs, but this guy did. Police in Philadelphia searching for a handcuffed prisoners who outran officers and escaped from a hospital. Aleem Borden, who was in custody for car theft, absconded while being discharged from a hospital yesterday. Police launched an intense search but could not find him. Borden was arrested last week for allegedly stealing a car from a delivery driver, and while he was being taken into custody, he complained of pain. So as is their policy, they took the suspect to a hospital where they were checked out and discharged. This guy has a litany of prior arrests dating back to 2016. Mm. A gas station bathroom in Kentucky turned into a wedding venue for a couple as they exchanged their I do's. Is this a disco thing? Yes. Why? Tiana and Logan Abney knew the men's restroom inside what's called the Hop Shops uh, was the perfect wedding venue for them. Tina said, I wanted something a little different. Didn't want to just get married in a typical chapel or a church. I wanted something fun to tell my kids. That's when Tiana, a Hop Shops employee, had the crazy idea. Now, keep in mind, the Hop Shops, this is a convenience store, uh, does not have just old, plain bathrooms. With a push of a button, it transforms into a disco scene. They get a button in every hop shop. You push it, the disco lights come on, and the music plays. Well, surrounded by family, friends, coworkers, and customers, Tiana walked down the slushy aisle. And right after Logan and Tiana had their first kiss as husband and wife, the lights turned off, the disco lights came on as the couple shared their first dance to Forever and Forever Amen by Randy Travis. In a bathroom? In a bathroom at a convenience store. Okay. Yeah. Teach their own, I guess. It's, it's unique. We'll give them that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that forever. a urinal behind you in right. that picture, Mom? Exactly. Yeah, it is. It sure is. Well, oh, yeah. you never know when you might have to take a squeeze. Okay. Right in mid, mid I do. Weird. Excuse me one second. <laughs> I'm going to relieve myself and clear my thoughts. Right. Then I'll let you know. A couple in Bowling Green, Kentucky, is relieved after a lost winning Powerball ticket <gasps> worth $50,000 was finally found. Mark Purdue bought a Powerball ticket for the October 30th drawing last year. For over three months, Purdue and his wife could not find the ticket, thinking it must have been thrown away by mistake. Well, he finally found it in a company car that he rarely drives and believes it fell out of his pocket the last time he drove it months ago. He quickly went to the lottery headquarters to collect his prize. Very, very lucky that somebody else didn't drive that vehicle and then find it. 50 grand, too, huh? Right, 50 grand, yeah. A lion mauled a man to death in India 
after the man jumped into the lion enclosure to try and take a selfie hey, with yeah, the big cat. Oh my Don't gosh. feel bad for him at all. Uh, this 38-year-old man appeared drunk when he snuck into the zoo. On that day, a lion uh, was on display. Despite being warned, this guy decided to climb over the enclosure's four-foot wall and yeah. six-foot metal fence and jump inside. Got what he deserved. While two lions are caged throughout the day, one lion is released in the enclosure uh, for display. Uh, there are Animal keeper noticed and cautioned the man from entering the restricted area. He still jumped into the lion's enclosure. Zoo staff tried to rescue him. They were unsuccessful. I bet they were unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big dumb idiot. Right. In Las Vegas, a man who was placed under arrest on suspicion of driving with a revoked license, as well as driving under the influence, urinated on a police officer while being booked into the Las Vegas jail. It was around 2 in the morning yesterday. Police got a call about a possible domestic disturbance in the area of Flamingo Road in Las Vegas. The caller said a man later identified as Frank Afoa had been chasing a woman. When police got there, they saw the vehicle driven by Afoa speeding down Flamingo Road, and they pulled him over. The woman said that he had tried to hit her with his car. They ran his license, found out it had been revoked. Uh, apparently, he had been drinking heavily. When police got there, they say he had bloodshot and watery eyes, was slurring his speech, and smelled of alcohol. While en route to the Clark County Detention Center, this guy had threatened to kick out the patrol vehicle windows when he was not allowed to urinate on the side of the road. He also had threatened to punch the officer in the face once he was released from his handcuffs. Once inside the detention center, Afoa, quote, removed his penis from pants and urinated directly onto the officer's leg oh my and the gosh. floor. That's wow. how you establish. Was dominant, Shaw. Is that how <laughs> you know? territory? Yeah, he faces, faces charges, uh, as you can imagine, including acts related to a bodily fluid, along with driving with a revoked license and driving under the influence. Like on his leg, huh? On his leg, yeah. Like- mm-hmm. How about some of this then? <laughs> I'm peeing on you. Yeah. Oof. Uh, put this guy in the running for the worst wedding guest ever. Do you get bonus points if you're actually in the wedding? Uh, 45-year-old Ronte Stokes was a groomsman at a wedding in Florida over the weekend, but got kicked out of the wedding after getting into a fight with the bride, Ooh. who happens to be his sister. What rule on the wedding crashers list right? of rules is that? Exactly. Don't fight with the bride. It started as an argument. Other guests had to escort him out of the reception after he attacked her. Uh, police say alcohol may have been a factor. Yeah. He also hit several other people on his way out, including his brother-in-law, a bridesmaid who is a niece and his mother who's 65 years old. Turns out this oh guy's got gosh, a long, what? He's got a long rap sheet. You think? Uh, yeah, he's now facing five new battery charges, all felonies. They also tacked on a criminal mischief charge because he threw a lawn chair through a glass door on his way out. Oh wow. Rule number 6. Draw attention to yourself, but on your own terms. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. <laughs> lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. He Rule number six, Shaw. Draw attention to yourself. Right, but on your own terms. But on your own terms. Which is, sounds like he accomplished rule number six. Right. He drew attention to himself, and it was on his own terms. Mm-hmm. And this story is absolutely crazy. Okay. Uh, Pink Floyd, the Ramones, Van Halen. Name the most dysfunctional band you can think of, and I promise you I can top it. Ooh. Because you've never heard of a story like this. Okay. There's a hardcore band out of Tennessee called Learona. And on Sunday, they announced they were parting ways with their singer, Diego, because he did something really messed up to another bandmate who goes by the name Six. Diego wanted to steal Six's fiance, Caroline. Okay. So he started dosing his bandmate with 
estrogen. Oh, what? Yes. He's like putting it in his drink? He was trying, yeah. He was trying, because oh, this man. guy deals with supplements, and he was in charge of this pre-workout formula that okay. he made for his yeah, band, yeah, yeah, made, but he was secretly oh, loading it up with estrogen. Uh-huh. The band says Diego was, quote, attempting to force a transition onto him for the last five months in hopes that would give him the opportunity to swoop in Ooh. once he looked stronger and more manly in comparison. Let's go, girls. Yeah, all it really did was cost six thousands of dollars in medical bills as he tried say. to figure out what was wrong with him. Now that he does know, he still has to see an endocrinologist for several months to see if his hormone levels go back to normal. How, uh, 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 what did That's he notice? What was, was his, uh, yeah? What this was going taste on? funny? <laughs> like what, what? How did he think? Like, did, was he growing boobs, or what? How, why did he go to the doctor? Well, that's what happened in the longest yard, Shaw. Uh, yeah. Is that right? Kevin uh-huh. Nash, they were swapping out his uh, his steroids for estrogen pills. and Maybe that's where he got the idea. What are you doing? I don't know. I've had hot flashes all shifted. <laughs> My nipples are killing me. Why are we talking Why about are we nipples? talking about your nipples? Why were we talking about their nipples? Because mm-hmm. your breasts become very sensitive from right. taking them estrogen pills, right, Shaw? So he went to the doctor, and he's like, I think there's something wrong yes. with me? Yes, and they did a bunch of tests, and it cost him a lot of money to run all those tests. And finally, they found out, you have extremely high levels of estrogen. How did he find out that the guy was doing it? That I don't know. All right, they don't say that. But anyway, story. the singer is, is fired. And yeah, big time. Right? Dewey Guess Finn. he's not going to get the girl. Rock, school of rock, Dewey Finn. <laughs> Over there. What are you doing, dude? I want you to very sensitive. What? Manipulous. I feel like kind of uh, tingling. Tingling. Oh my gosh! So he wanted his woman and his and his long term plan. plan. I don't know what the deal is, but I could just go for a wine spritzer right now. <laughs> Some crazy heavy metal band. This guy is drinking heavy. <laughs> Let's start a book club, shall we? Uh, what is wearing that? some hot pants? <laughs> That is a long game, too. Yeah. That is not a short game. That is a long Turn game. Turn him into a woman, and then he won't want his... <laughs> right. his uh, look no, how manly I am compared to who you've been dating. She'll want me instead. Because I'm much more manly Masculine. than him. Wow. They probably aren't playing together anymore as a band, then. No, singer uh, got fired, yeah. And I'm guessing that the guy didn't get the girl, right, that he wanted? Uh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. He got fired. That's You're, it. That's all he got. What do you do? I poison people. Okay, maybe we'll not date then. Unless she's into that. What would you do for my love? I would turn the the I'd guy in the band I'd, into a woman <laughs> without his consent. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Hard to be friends anymore after that too, probably, huh? Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving's <laughs> going to be real awkward. <laughs> Bad news, happy music. Thank you, Shaw. Yeah. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Can he even go on as a band anymore? No, like, I mean, I obviously you fire you the singer, but as the rest of the guys are like, <laughs> I don't know if I can trust anybody at this point. Yeah, this is, yeah. Maybe we should just call it quits. Yeah. Or it'll probably get them some notoriety now at this point. Uh, Maybe, you know. A singer, too. <laughs> Rock Mornings, Monday to Friday, 6 to 9. Visit rockmornings.com to get in touch with us, rockmornings.com. Email from Luke. Said it's read my shirt day today at school, and his son Sean is going in style, wearing a shirt that says, I enjoy long romantic walks through Fleet Farm. I agree with that statement. 
a good one. Uh, text from Jay in Kentucky says, getting married in a bathroom. No wonder people think everyone in Kentucky is stupid. Hashtag new Florida. I just, yeah. I understand they wanted to be different. And I know the convenience stores. I've seen weddings at Quick Trip. I get that. I, but in the bathroom is where. I kind of dig the whole press the button and see what happens thing. I mean, you do it once, you figure it out. But, you know, you go into a bathroom, first time in there, you never seen, you know, this place before. Maybe never heard of it. What? And you there's a big, push bu- it there's a the big button on the wall. And I like you- that. I don't know. More power to him, I guess. Uh, we got an update, by the way. On James McDonald. Is this the actor that went to UWL and then starred in a bunch of things? Oh, yeah. You ready? You got your stool over there? Probably not. What? You might want to sit. I'm good. Earlier this morning, we were telling you that the movie Some Kind of Wonderful, starring Eric Stoltz, Mary Stuart Masterson, Leah Thompson, several other people, came out on this day in 1987. Our friend Dale from Prairie to Sheen texted in and said, UWL grad and my former roommate James McDonald was also in Some Kind of Wonderful. And then you looked it up and he was. He and was also in the movie Broken Arrow. He was in several Volcano. other. Volcano. Volcano, yep. Yeah. Said he had a much larger role in Broken Arrow as one of Travolta's henchmen. He was also Samantha's boyfriend, Garth, on Sex in the City. I never watched the show, so I don't remember. He was a porn star and dildo model. Was that when he was on the show, Sex in the City? Or is or that like in real his, life? Like his real life? I... Like his character in Sex in the... I need some clarification here. Because, Dale, you kind of left me hanging here. He just put that out there and didn't really... <laughs> Give you any sort of... I don't uh... know if he's referring to James McDonald was a porn star and a dildo model. Or if the, the character, character that he played on Sex in the City was a porn star. So, uh, again, some clarification on that, please, Dale, if you're still listening. That would be nice. We were talking about old people names. Got a text from Rob said, Avis and Ethel, my two grandmothers. Yeah. We were talking about old sounding names. Yeah. My Augusta, they called her Gussie. That's old. That's old. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, house coat old. Take your teeth out, old. Gussie. Gussie. That's the name of Dennis Leary's character and ref. No. Gussie. Gussie. Is there some worthless (laughs) piece of crap at the bar? Gussie. (laughs) Got a text from James in Altoona. Said, man, I went old school with my kids' names, Eleanor, Marshall, and Brooks. Love it. All right. Thank you for the correspondence. Good to hear from you guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow.